We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my sweetheart, my dear one, my darling. I hope you're feeling solid, centered, and aligned today. And if you're not, if you're feeling a little wobbly or weird, I'm hoping after we spend some time together, you're feeling more comfortable in your skin, more confident, and just more at home within yourself. So I was having an interesting conversation with a friend the other day, and she said, Tammy, my biggest challenge in life is how to know when to take action and when to pull back, to be more patient? And I said, that's a really important question. That's a really important topic. And uh, to be able to be discerning in that way, I think is really vital. If we want to navigate with more grace and ease and less uh, pain and um, discomfort in the world, sometimes in the past, I would feel like, well, I should push through. I should dig deep. I should take action. And I think part of that was motivated or inspired because that's what I heard growing up. You can't be lazy. You have to work hard. You have to do what you don't want to do. I think that really programmed my subconscious mind in a way that maybe didn't serve me all that well long term. But life was a wonderful teacher. And I finally learned a different way of being. I don't have to do things all alone. I have to push through. I don't have to choke down things that feel painful or uncomfortable uncomfortable or bad. I've learned how to turn inward and ask myself more frequently, what really honors me here? What deeply honors me here? And the answer bubbles up. It helps me to be more discerning about when to take action and when to relax. Sometimes the mind might think we have to do this, we need to do that, but perhaps the heart and soul, which whispers, might say something more like, you need to take some time for yourself, you need to rest. What would honor me now is to be more gentle with myself. I found it really helps me to be more discerning about what to do, when, how, and with whom. And if I'm not abundantly clear after posing these internal questions, I like to ask God his opinion. And this is a way I like to frame it quite often. Dear Father, Mother, God, Lord of all creation, will you please reveal to me the red flags for the direction you don't want me to go and the green lights for the direction you do want me to go. And then it's a matter of just sitting back and paying attention watching, listening, both to my inner realms, my intuition, my inspiration, but also literally what happens in the world. Years ago, I had a friend who said, who um, actually purchased this huge property this and, and made this enormous commitment. It was a ranch, a, a dude ranch. And uh, after the deal had been closed, it was just filled with challenges, challenge after challenge after challenge after challenge. And and in closing, the deal was challenging, but it, she was determined to make this happen. It seemed like the, a good thing to do, the right thing to do. She had quite the work ethic and she dug deep and made it happen. 
And as she was telling me about some of her heartbreaks and challenges, I said, you know, maybe you should have asked God his opinion. She goes, oh, if it was only that easy. But I have found it really is. It can be and it is. So, yeah, in the past when I would force and push and press and get what I thought I wanted, I would go, my gosh, I think this was a mistake. So I try not to do that anymore. And I ask God's opinion up front. Recently, my husband and I were thinking about buying some property. We thought, well, it might be nice to, you know, build a home and build a stables for our horses and and bring them home to us rather than have them boarded. So he found these, this acreage here, not too far from where we live. And he's like, do you want to do this? And I'm like, I think I do. I felt excited. It felt like a self-honoring choice, right? Um, If I would have dug a little deeper, I would have realized there was also some fear. Like this is a huge project. This is a lifetime um, commitment and a way of being in the world. My priorities were really going to have to shift. But we jumped in the deep end. And then I started to have some fear about it. And then I remembered, I can ask God his opinion. (laughs) It's often that we don't ask God for too much. We ask for too little. So I was like, ah, I need to talk to God. (laughs) I need to ask God God his opinion. So I said, okay, dear Father, Mother, God, Lord of all creation, this seems like a good idea from my limited human perspective, but I don't know for sure. But I'm confident you do. You know what is for my highest good, my husband's highest good, the highest good of the horses and all concerned. And I only want to do this if it's endorsed by you. If you're in partnership with me and with us through this process. And then the deal fell through. And I'll admit, my heart was a little broken and I felt very disappointed. But I also trust that I'm cared for, seen and safe. So my husband asked, are you disappointed? And I said, you know, I kind of feel I am, but I really trust the higher order of things. I really trust that God has our back. And I see how much trouble we've gotten ourselves into when we've forced and pushed things through. So I'm just going to relax. And I like to say, I want to put it in the God box. And if it's ours, we want it. And if it's not ours, we don't. And so I relaxed. Two days later, the seller called us and said, you know what, we're going to go with uh, everything that you requested and the deal's back on. So I was like, okay. (laughs) It felt a little bit like a roller coaster, but because I invited God in, I was very confident that all was in divine right order. And we have stepped into this and we we are, we're building our arena, we're building a new home, we're embarking on this adventure, but I feel so clear that we are doing this in partnership with life, with God, with the universe, and with love. If you've hung out with me at all before, you've heard me share this analogy and way of being. The same God that has created the stars, the planets, the animals, the galaxies, is responsible for the changing of the seasons and turning seeds into flowers, trees, and embryos into babies can take care of your life if you allow it. But because we live on a planet of free will and choice, we must become aware of this. We must intend. We must invite. We must allow. And it seems it's not enough to just do it once. That can open the door 
but we need to continue to make this invitation our intention consistently. It seems like when I forget, I suffer. And when I remember, I'm met with a sense of comfort, with peace, with safety, with security, and inner security that goes very deep to the very center of myself. So the way I like to live and the invitation I would invite you to consider is to live with the intention of turning inwards, often extending that invitation for God to guide you to reveal the red flags and green lights so that you can walk on the path that is for your highest good and the highest good of all concerned. Set the intention to live with the ears and eyes of your heart wide open, turning inward often, asking God's opinion constantly, and to be in conversation with life, with God, with the universe frequently. It's such a relief when we realize we don't have to do life on our own, that we don't have to rely solely on our own understanding, that we can be in partnership and friendship, listening and learning from life, life who loves you, life who wants to guide you, life who wants to gift you. God wants what's best for you, the very best for you. And God knows what that is. And as we make the space in our mind, heart, and life to listen, learn, discern, and receive the lessons, we can experience a lot more joy, a lot more safety, a lot more synchronicity. I like the word God winks. To live in that space of alignment, peace, and um, just this humble confidence, knowing deeply that you are loved and supported. It seems then when life shows up in a way that's confounding or confusing, we're a lot less rattled because we trust, we trust, we trust. We, we have a deep residing and abiding faith that we are seen, adored, supported, that God wants us to win that God wants the very best for us. To me, this is a very foundational principle and belief that has supported me in navigating some pretty challenging terrain. People say, wow, Tammy, why aren't you rattled more by this? It's just because that I, I trust. I know that life is on my side. Life is meant to be lived as a dialogue and in partnership, not as a monologue and you having to do things all alone. We aren't designed to live only from our own understanding, but from uh, this posture and relationship and friendship with the universe. And you know what? The universe is always willing to be in friendship with us, always willing to inform and support us. But again, because the planet, this is a planet plane of free will and choice. We need to extend the invitation. We need to make the first move. We need to open the door and make the effort. And again, this can require diligence, patience, discipline, until it becomes an ingrained habit. And this is when life can certainly become a lot more clear, easy, grace-filled, and a lot more fun. And it doesn't mean bad things won't happen. It doesn't mean that sometimes there will be roadblocks thrown up or that someone that we love isn't diagnosed with something scary or that people or animals won't die because that is part and parcel of this reality of duality. 
But what it does mean is that we are more able to live from this space of equanimity, peace, faith, and alignment. We trust the process of life and we know we're loved. We feel safe. We feel seen. We feel supported. There's also a natural compassion that starts to be emitted from us. That is an aspect of who we are because this human condition can be so painful. Living in duality and perceived separation, which is what we're doing here on planet Earth as human beings, is where hell is experienced. But we have the power, we have the ability, we have the choice to transcend this experience of hell on earth, which is our perceived separation and move more into friendship, partnership and alignment, oneness and love. As we clear the fear, as we heal our hurts, we naturally ascend in our consciousness and become more peaceful, patient, compassionate, and generous beings. We can start to trust that if a train doesn't stop at our station, it's not our train. We give ourselves the dignity of our process and we allow others the dignity of their process. I don't know about you, but in the past, it would be so frustrating for me to see people making what I perceived as terrible mistakes. I wanted to help them. I wanted to support them. I wanted to inform them. I wanted to teach them. I wanted to rescue them. I found as I've taken greater personal responsibility for my own healing, I've finally surrendered that. And now what I really understand is the most important thing we can do is simply be the living example to be the change we want to see in the world. To live again from that posture of faith and grace, knowing that all is in divine right order at all times, no matter what it might look like. Because we can certainly look around and see a lot of what looks like insanity on our planet. I like something Abraham Hicks talks about. They say this planet is like a well-stocked kitchen. Everything is here. Each one of us has the ingredients we need to create the life that we want to create. And just because there are ingredients here that you don't love, you don't have to get mad at it. You don't have to fight with it. You don't have to uh, do anything. All you have to do is focus on what you want. I think an analogy that you, they've used that made me laugh out loud was, say you want to make an apple pie and there's Tabasco and somebody's using Tabasco and you get mad. I don't want Tabasco in my apple pie. Okay, don't put it in your apple pie. Everything's allowed. But we get to choose what we want to use as our ingredients. We get to choose who we want to play with and how we want to roll. I've often said if there's 7 billion different people on the planet, there's 7 billion different realities going on. And we tend to um, attract those who have similar thoughts, ideas, or vibrations, you know, our vibe attracts our tribe. But if we're in a lot of fear and if we're a lot of, in a lot of againstness, then we also tend to attract what we perceive as enemies, something to fight against. Somebody was saying to me, well, Tammy, I'm a warrior. And I said, well, if you continue to claim that as your identity, you're going to have the opportunity to experience more war. And that's fine. Is that what you really want? 
And they said, nope, <laughs> that is not what I want. I said, claim a different intention. What would you prefer instead? And they said, grace and ease. And that is definitely how I like to rule these days. Years ago, when I wanted to be a um, caretaker, healer, uplifter, self-help um, author and guru, I seemed to attract a lot of people that were suffering and, and I wanted to give them a leg up. I wanted to help them. But I found it wasn't really that effective. So I decided to find a different way of being. And I got to set that intention. What What is this? deeper desire? What is it that I really, really want? And as I've sat with that, I want to live a peaceful, blissful, miracle-filled life. So rather than being out there so much, I started to pull my energy back. And that's when we decided we're going to build our Garden of Eden, our sanctuary, our heaven on earth. And again, I didn't want to do that alone. I wanted to do it in friendship and partnership with the universe. And I asked, please reveal the red flags and green lights for the direction you would have me go for my highest good and the highest good of all concerned. And what I've found as I make my relationship with the divine God, source, spirit, or whatever you want to call that energy that moves the planets around the sun, love, creative intelligence, nature. As I make that conscious intention to make that relationship a more consistent priority, it seems I'm informed a lot more quickly with a lot more grace, with a lot more ease and a lot more joy. And, you know, it's just how I want to roll these days. But again, everything's allowed. Everybody gets to make their own choices about how they want to navigate this reality. And it's painful to watch people make disempowered choices or come from fear, but it's allowed. It's allowed. I like something one of my spiritual teachers said to me, give people the dignity of their response. Give people the dignity of their reality, even if it doesn't look very dignified from your perspective. This has been an incredible relief, an incredible relief. In dealing with friends, clients, family, politics, anything and everything, all I have to do, all you really have to do is take responsibility for you. Take care of your rela relationship with the divine. Take care of your alignment and everything else will take care of itself because that's how things work. And a funny thing happens when we start to do this as we take responsibility to keep coming back to center, to keep relaxing into the place of peace and love and safety within, the mirror of our lives starts to transform. And what's reflected back to us can start to show up in a way that's more beautiful, that's more peaceful. And again, it doesn't mean there's not chaos out there. It just means we're not rattled as much by it. We're not uprooted and um, beaten up by it. We're able to witness more from that space of equanimity and compassion rather than indignation and frustration. We start to live more from that place of love rather than fear. We're not looking outside of ourselves to get anything or to be validated. We're not looking 
to acquire or to accomplish. We're more able to live from our soul than from ego. You know, I've often said ego is living from disconnection and edging God out. And I love um, the term IGO as an acronym, living from that posture of inviting God only. It's not natural. It's not always easy. But as we cultivate this habit, life certainly does feel better and um, attracts better things. It looks better. And we become the change we want to see. We become a light in the darkness. We be, we become more whole. And just from my own personal experiment, I would recommend experimenting with it. I don't know for sure what your soul is here to learn, but I suspect if you're hanging out with me, we're soul siblings. And I would imagine it has something to do with learning to love yourself unconditionally, completely, consistently. Relaxing into that space of grace within and allowing God to support, adore, and inform you. I suspect you're learning how to be more patient and compassionate with yourself so that you can bring more of the qualities that you really want to bring to the planet in so that they can channel channel and vessel and you can become a vessel and a conduit to ripple out the love that you are to the world. So what would make this really fun and fulfilling and satisfying for me is to hear from you. I love having these conversations, but what makes them even more fulfilling is to hear from you. What are your thoughts? What are your feelings? Does this um, resonate as true or do you disagree with me completely? That's fine as well. I'm on Facebook um, every day and I love to um, hear and dialogue and be in friendship and partnership and um, relationship with anyone that wants to be in conversation with me. So if you search uh, Journey to Center or Tammy Balashevsky on Facebook, send me a friend request and say, I hung up with you on your show and this is what I think. <laughs> this is what you made me feel or these are my thoughts. I would be very interested in, in having that conversation with you. Also, if you haven't done this already, I have a free ebook on my website about clearing your path to prosperity. And prosperity isn't just about acquiring and accumulating money, although money can be a piece of the puzzle. Prosperity to me is just having that sense of fulfillment and abundance on all levels. Vibrant health, wonderful relationships, no fear around finances, just living more from that place of love, grace, flow, synchronicity, and profound, ever-expanding love. So if you haven't done that already, I invite you to go to my website, Tammy B, PhD, T-A-M-M-I, B as in boy, PhD, and download my free ebook, Path to, Your Path to Prosperity. It um, identifies the primary blocks to you or impediments of flow in your life and how to remove those blocks, including a guided meditation that is designed to support you in dissolving any subconscious barriers, blocks, and obstacles to living a life of true alignment with your soul and with source, to living your best and most beautiful, most joy-filled and most fulfilling human experience. And I want that for you. 
I found my way. And uh, now my intention is just to dance in my light and share what I've learned that's worked for me. And if it resonates for you, try it on. Be like a spiritual scientist. Does it fit? Does it resonate? Does it make sense? Does it seem true to you? And if you don't know, experiment with it. Ask for the red flags, green lights, put things in the God box. Ask, ask God to partner with you in a more authentic way every day and just see how you feel. See what happens. And I want to hear. I want to hear from you. How does this feel? What happens next? And please know, please know that you are my heart, my meditations, and my prayers, and that I love you deeply, immensely, unconditionally, and completely. And let's continue to journey onward and upward together with grace, with ease, with ever-expanding love. God bless you. Bye for now. Bye.